Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's whey spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website to get 10% off your order. Get and stay Cowboy Fit this new year at www.thecowboywhey.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance. And I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, it's a sunny afternoon here. I'm in Arizona, uh, Friday. What is the date today? It's February, February 8th. And uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled to have this guest I've got on the show today. Um, and I've been, been working for a while trying to get him. He's an extremely busy man. And, and uh, so I'm excited to, to talk to him and have him share with what he does. First, I'd, I would just like to give a couple shout-outs here. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Nine Lazy Three Knives. Um, this outfit, you can find them on Instagram at Nine Lazy Three Knives. Uh, Mike and, and Tough, uh, they uh, they produce some of the nicest cowboy working knives uh, around. Um, they've got one called the Original Pistol Grip, uh, which is super cool. Got a ring in it for your uh, like a uh, you know like a trigger guard on it for your finger to go into so it doesn't slip got one called the one arm bandit i've got that's you can open with with one hand anywhere and close it so great knives so hey check them out at nine lazy three knives and also uh want to give a big shout out to crystal at dusty diamond leather uh crystal's made me two super super beautiful belts and she does amazing work uh you can find her at dusty diamond leather on instagram as well so check those guys out they do great work i love them i've got products of theirs and uh, highly recommend them so, hey, this brings us to our guest today, uh, Wayne Goodman. Wayne Goodman is a special Texas Ranger. Uh, I don't know a, a whole lot about Wayne and in, in, in what he does other than the fact that we were uh, on a call before we started recording. I called him at his office, and I was able to overhear just only his side of the call. And Again, I'm not going to – I don't know any names or anything, but I just was listening to his call and whoever he was talking to uh, about someone they'd been uh, trying to capture for a while, and it, it was – extremely thrilling. I mean, it was like having an episode of, uh, you know, Dateline or something going right in my ear. But so just, just hearing that and then talking to Wayne a little bit, uh, before the show, before we started to record, um, I'm super excited for him to share what he does and, uh, you know, what their, what their organization is. So without any further ado, uh, Wayne, welcome to the modern cowboy podcast. Thank you very much. You know, um, I've, I've, I've saw, I've saw your picture on, uh, I think it's LinkedIn and I just, it just took me back to, uh, a movie with, uh, oh, Nick Nolte called, um, I think it was called extreme prejudice. And he was, 
I'm not sure he was a Texas Ranger or not, but I just, you know, I, I love firearms and, you know, you get to wear a cowboy hat every day and a gun and catch bad guys. So I grew up, you know, watching those kinds of movies and, and, you know, always wanting to be that guy. And, and here you are that guy and your picture just, you just look like, for lack of better words, I'm just going to say, you just look like a badass. So uh, <laughs> it's super cool, super cool to see that and super cool to have you on. You know, some of the cowboy movies I've watched were, yeah, I think Steve McQueen played a stock detective in uh, uh, Wyoming, you know, back in the day. And it was, of course, he was a little bit on the other side of the law too. But uh, anyway, just conjures up images of all these great Westerns in, in you know, the cowboy world that, that I've grown up in, we've all grown up in and seen. And uh, so I'm super excited to have you on the show and have you share with us uh, what you do. Well, thank you. Uh, well, <clears throat> That I, I'm a special ranger with Texas Southwestern Cattle Raiser Association. Uh, there are 30 of us that we work agricultural crime. Anything to do with cattle rustling, horse thefts, equipment thefts from ranches, bank fraud involving cattle, horses, and, and equipment, uh, anything agricultural that, and we get called, we are an assist agency. We get called in by other police agencies that don't either have the resources or the knowledge to work those kind of cases. Yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, so you've got to have an understanding of, of, you know, cattle, horses, uh, whatever, everything that's involved in that industry. And it's hard for say, just like a, uh, you know, standard law enforcement agency to, to have that sort of task force set up. And and that's true. Uh, I say even in the rural counties anymore, a lot of the young men coming into law enforcement don't have a background. Even though they work in a rural agency, they did not grow up there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them don't have the knowledge, and that's where we come in. Uh, there's 30 of us. We cover Texas and Oklahoma, so we're we cover large areas. My district is probably one of the smaller ones because I'm in the headquarters district. Uh, I have eight counties I'm responsible for. Man, and then how many guys do you have under you that you oversee? None. None? <laughs> it's you? It's me. We're all that way. No kidding. Now, we have our own. We In Texas, uh, it's it's mandated in statute. We have the authority to have what we call market inspectors at every sale barn in Texas. Mm-hmm. And they work for each ranger. I have three market inspectors that work for me, uh, every, and I have five sale barns. So they log every consigner, vehicle uh, license plate number, and document each cow or whatever cattle are brought in, and a description and any marks, brands, or earmarks. And that goes into our database in Fort Worth. So if you call me and you're missing cattle, and say they are branded, uh, I can run a search through our database and it'll tell me who sold those cattle. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, in, in, in terms of, you know, tracking cattle, because I, I know they do this on pets, dogs and stuff. Has anybody started, uh, you know, chipping cattle now? Or, or, that or horses that or has been an argument for years. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, there's been some debate. Uh, at the time of, of processing that it may not, you know, that chip may not be found. It could be eaten, mm-hmm. uh, swallowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my argument about that, it's small enough to put in with a hypodermic, 
that it's like a kid swallowing pennies. It too will pass. Right. But that, that has been an argument. Interesting. You know, and it's, it's, when you think about in this day and age, most people just don't realize, uh, you know, how much agriculture still, agriculture still does go on in the United States and that there is a big problem with cattle rustling, people stealing livestock, um, and equipment and everything else. Uh, you want to share with us like some of the, some of the cases or that you you worked on? Well, there's, we had one out when I was stationed out in East Texas, we had one where father and son took $2.1 million worth of cattle over a two year period. Uh, remember another ranger, uh, just North of me worked one where the guy had stolen over 5 million. And, and how are they doing this? I mean, you know, you think, well, they're, they're rustling cattle. They're going to ride in and, you know, round them up on their horses. But uh, that's, that's probably not the case. Or maybe they're, sometimes they're small, it is. Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the times, like the, the one out in East Texas, they would take your cattle to feed on the game. And they'd sell your herd off, but not before they had another herd coming in. So when you went to look for cattle, there's cattle out there. But they weren't yours. Well, about, <laughs> right. But about every third herd, he would pay dividends to the people whose cattle he'd sold. Say, look how much we made in the last 60 days. I'll take the money and go buy more cattle for us. So it's and basically just a kept Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it fell apart when a man went to get his cattle. He said, they're not ready to ship. And he said, well, they look good to me. And he loaded them up. Well, now he's got nothing. And that's where his world fell apart, but they had got away with it for about two years man, and, and had stolen $2.1 million worth of people's cattle. And, and so what, what kind of sentence does uh, something like that carry? Well, in state, it would carry a life sentence because of the value. Gotcha. Uh, the monetary issue. Uh, and some of it was federal because some of those cattle were mortgaged to banks. Oh, no. So, yes. Uh, it's called convert, you know, you sell mortgage property and it's, it's backed by FSA farm services agency. The loan is, well, that's a federal agency. Well, now you're looking at a federal crime. Man. And so, it just, you know, they have mandatory sentencing guidelines in, in the federal court. And I couldn't even, I couldn't explain it if I wanted to. <laughs> it's convoluted. Yes, sir. And, and did these guys get the, the full sentence or did they plea or out or something or? Well, the, the father pled guilty in state court and he died. He passed away before sentencing. Oh man. Now the son was sentenced in federal court and I don't know what he got. Yeah. Uh, and so the that other was, guy. Yeah. The, the, how about the guy with the 5 million? What, what, what happened to him? Kind of the same thing. He sold mm-hmm. the same herd of cattle three times. He was a buyer for a large cattle company in Nebraska. And he basically ripped them off for $5 million and had, uh, he got a, he was sending fake invoices that they were paying. Mm-hmm. There were no cattle. And when they came down from Nebraska, to look at the cattle, he had to tell them, I don't have them. I had prior what he say? I had prior commitments. He's he's in federal prison right now. Yeah. So you know, without you know delving too deep into the you know criminal psychology, 
you know, what do you, what do you think, you know, in, in like dealing with or talking with some of these people, what do you think goes on in their mind when they're, they're thinking, well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, sell these cattle over and over again and, or tell these people a story and pay dividends on cattle that, that theirs are already sold. And, and what do you, what do you think goes on in their mind? Do they think there's an end to it or do they think they can just get away with it forever? Well, what happened back out there in East Texas was, uh, during the drought, prices were low because the markets were flooded. Mm-hmm. Well, then he was already behind the eight ball, so to speak. But then cattle prices went up and he couldn't buy cattle to replace what he had sold. Right. Because he didn't have the money. He, you know, the, the money just wasn't there. You know, back when they were, you know, by 2012, you know, during the drought, I mean, the markets, you know, there were some of the markets that run, you know, eight, nine hundred thousand head of cattle a week were selling two and three thousand. So prices dropped. And when you can buy them cheap, you know, with the prices down, if you can hold on to them till the price go up, that's fine. But he, he just got behind the eight ball and was trying to play catch up and he just couldn't get there. Yeah. So what's, uh, you know, just looking at cases you were, cause you've been doing this how many years now, Wayne? I've been a ranger for eight, going on eight years. I've been a, I've been a cop for 32. <laughs> no kidding, man. So you've, you've been around. So you, you got into the, this, this special, uh, ranger, uh, program here eight years ago. That's when you started yes. that. Okay. Yes, sir. And then, and now you mentioned something before we started recording about this organization that you work for. This is not funded, government funded, correct? No, sir. We are privately funded by our membership. The actual association was formed in 1877 in Graham, Texas to hire people for the express purpose of stopping cattle theft back in 1877. And we have been around since, the Special Rangers have been around since then. The name has changed, so we started out, I think they started out range detectives back then. Mm-hmm. And then it became field inspectors. and. I do not remember what year they finally said, no, we're special ranger. We are commissioned by the Texas Department of Public Safety for the rangers in Texas. And we have rangers in Oklahoma as well. And they are commissioned by the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. So you guys have, uh, you, you have quite a bit of authority in what you do then. Yes, sir. We have full police authority. The only, the, the good thing about this is I'm not restricted by, a jurisdictional boundary to a town or a sports. I have statewide juris. All of us have statewide jurisdiction. We can go anywhere and arrest for whatever, whatever charge we have. Right. I'm not, I'm not restricted to be to a specific County or location. Yeah. And, and only in being that you guys, there's only 30 of you covering the entire state of Texas and Oklahoma. There's, it's not like, you know, that you've got other guys that can pick up the trail if you get to a certain, you know, line in, in, in another County, it's like, you got to stay on the trail to, to catch the guy. Cause there's nobody there to follow it up for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, now we could, we stay in, like the conversation you, you heard part of a while ago, that was me talking to another Ranger way out West mm-hmm. because the case cases that I'm working on and other range, other Rangers have cases involving this same suspect. It's all leading West. So, you know, we, we stay in touch with each other and we right. let each other know what's going on and what we're doing. 
Now, now do you guys have, uh, so, so there's 30 of you in, in two states. Do you guys have like, uh, you know, quarterly meetings or you have certain trainings that you get together? Or, uh... we, we're just like all police in Texas. We have to have uh, 40 hours continuing education every mm-hmm. two years. Okay. Uh, we have a, we have a meeting. We're actually going to have two this year. We just had one and we'll have another one in April, but normally we have one time a year where all of us are together for, for a meeting and, and, and specific training for us. Right. Yeah. So what, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the, the, you know, the list of, you know, criminals and outlaws just varies, uh, what are what are some of the, the the you know worst cases in terms of like you know what the criminals have done uh, that that you've had to deal with you know as a uh, special ranger? Well, we we'll help with anything. Uh, I got Hood County is one of my counties had a had a deputy that was shot and killed here a few years back. I got mm-hmm. called in there to help help with that. Uh, and, and, there's and- yeah. Was this an was this an incident that that involved uh, livestock as well, or was this something you just got called in to to help with that? This because- is this is just something I got called in to help with. They needed right. assistance. That's what we're here for. You know, right. I told them if you need me to direct traffic, I can do that. Whatever right. you need me to do, I will do. Yeah. Uh, they wanted me to interview uh, witnesses to the shooting, and oh. that that's what I did. Uh, and then I went to the crime scene and assisted the Texas Ranger out of Weatherford. He and I and another detective worked the crime scene where the deputy was shot. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas into the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at fsrcattlecompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again, that's fsrcattlecompany.com. Yeah. And was this in, uh, uh, was he, you know, shot in during a crime or was it something, was he investigating something or was it? He was called out on a disturbance. It was a case where the suspect in another crime showed up at the victim's house. They called 911. The deputy got there, and as he's walking up, the suspect pulled a gun and shot and killed him. Just uh, didn't even see it coming? No. Yeah. And you guys apprehended that guy? Uh, Actually, he fled and got in another gun battle with deputies in the middle of Granbury, Texas, and up on the square. And he was killed. He was, the suspect was killed at that time. Yeah, crazy, crazy. There's, there's, there's bad people out there and it's, it's, uh, you know, amazing that, you know, there's men like you and women like you that, that, uh, you know, put your lives on the line to, 
uh, you know, protect everyone else. And, you know, we go about our lives, uh, you know, every day and in, you know, jobs and whatever that doesn't involve having to deal with things like you guys do. And, and, uh, you know, I think people forget that a lot of times we forget that a lot of times, you know, and, and you deal with it every day. Um, when you, you were in, so before you became a ranger, you, you were a police officer for, uh, you know, all those years before 32 to, total. What, 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 uh, did you, where'd you work then? I worked at, in a town, North Richland Hills, which is on the north side of Fort Worth. Okay. And my job there, there was, uh, I chased child pornographers and internet predators. And I have, I've actually had to do some of that as a special ranger because a lot of my agencies are small and have not had to deal with those kind of cases. Right. So I've, I've helped some of my agencies with those type cases as well. Yeah, man, that's, that's tough work. That's tough work to, to, to have, have to deal with. I I know my wife, we were just talking about uh, at at church, they have an organization that, helps a lot of kids and, and some of these, I, and she, they just told us this the other day. I, I can't believe that these parents actually have sold some of their kids into uh, sex trafficking at very, very yeah. young ages. And it's just, it's just horrific. horrific. And that I worked those kind of cases for 11 years. Oh man. And, uh, that, uh, that was and my chief for some reason at the time thought, I guess he thought it'd be kind of humorous. He sent, the biggest redneck in criminal investigations to computer school. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, Hey, um, now what type of vehicle do you drive? Do you get a, you drive a pickup or you get a car? We, we get, we get pickups. Uh, I got a new one here back in May. We drive, drive Ford F-150 pickups and they're outfitted with red lights and, radios and all, all the bells and whistles that you would have in a police car. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, I, I, I always ask certain questions on, on, on the, on the podcast and I've never asked this so before, and I, I'm, I'm not sure why, but I should have. So you, you, you pack a piece every day. What's, what's your, what's your favorite, your favorite sidearm? I carry a Colt 1911 45. You do. Okay. That's, Old school, cocked and locked and ready to rock, huh? Yes, sir. Love it. Love it. Um, how about your cowboy hat brand? I wear resist all normally. Resist all? Cool. Yes, sir. How about, how about your boots? Well, I have to have them made. Uh, I, I wear Olathem mostly because nice. they, uh, I wear a six and a half D boot. <laughs> so, no kidding. They usually start at size seven, so I have to I, I have to order my boots. Very cool, very cool. So, hey, now, do you you guys ever do uh, ride-alongs like you know sheriffs do sometimes? Yes, sir. So uh, if if I, if I come to Texas, I can I can sign up to go on a, a ride-along with you. Yes, sir. I've had I've had reporters ride around me for a week. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I had a young young man from New York come ride with me for a week. A reporter. No kidding. Uh, uh, Mr. Phillips from Texas Country Reporter rode with me. Uh, he he spent they spent a couple of days. Uh, just normally, yeah. Just contact the uh, con. There's a guy named Jeremy Fuchs, F U C H S, 
he's in our Austin office. Just contact him, and he'll make arrangements. And if you want to come down and ride, he can set that up for you. Very cool. Now, I don't get a badge or anything, do I? Oh, no. <laughs> I've, always, I've just always wanted a badge. The only badge I've got is I, I've got one from Wells Fargo. Uh, that's, I mean, from way back in the day, they used to give out these badges, and, and they're kind of heavy. It's, an, it's not an, uh, an official badge. <laughs> well, our, our badges are, are small. They're just the normal circle, you know, circle star. Right. But it's got a steer's head made into into the star that's stamped into the, the, the points of the star. Very cool. So now you, you were raised in Texas then, Wayne? Yes, sir. I grew up in southeast Texas. And then did you grow up on a ranch or? Well, my, my grandparents owned a farm. And my grandmother, my great grandmother owned a dairy farm and I worked on it during summers and I figured there had to be an easier way to make a living. <laughs> now, were you involved in rodeo or anything when you were younger? Or? I, I rode bull, I rode bulls from the, well, I was 17 till I was 37. No kidding. And I rode in the police officers rodeo association back in the eighties and, uh, I found out later on, I, I didn't grow back together like I used to when I was younger. Right. <laughs> right. I, I know that feeling. Do you have, do you have horses now or anything? Are you involved in any? I, I keep three horses. Uh, one I use for work cause he's about as sound minded as you can get and you can, he'll go anywhere you point him and some places he'll go that I don't want to go. He's right. willing to go and I ain't. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then I've got, I I bought uh, a a paint horse that I never did want one, and he turned out to be a, such a good horse. Now I got three of them. <laughs> and why didn't you want to paint? You just didn't want it because of the color, or? Well, everybody I knew that had one, they either had they had some kind of uh, issue with. Uh-huh. Either they were hard to, hard to keep a handle on, or this one I bought, he was a two-year-old when I bought him, and the guy that, that had trained him uh-huh. and had worked on, had had, had actually his stud had, uh, he'd raised this horse from a foal, and he was just as good as gold. Yeah. Uh, my kids all rode him. Uh, I've still got him. He's 20. Yeah. And he's still going strong. That's great. Now, how often do you do you have to work on horseback? Well, it, it depends on what I've got. If I've got somebody that's missing cattle mm-hmm. and they're saying I think they're stolen, but I, I don't have any signs that they're stolen, I'll take a horse out there and I may ride, you know, just just to figure out if, you know, I've spent all day horseback at times. Sometimes they'll say, hey, I'm missing cattle. I'll get out there and. I'll be in the saddle 15, 20 minutes, and there they are. All right. Gotcha. That's great. Well, that's 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 nice when you've uh, you know you got a job where you can get get horseback every once in a while and work. I I look forward to those days. Now, right now it's twenty eight degrees here, so I don't yeah. think uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cabin working weather there with the fireplace going. <laughs> so cool. So hey, so what's the um. 
what in terms of like equipment because they you said that they also have a problem or you guys deal with you know ag equipment as well what's what's the the strangest or biggest theft you've had with uh with equipment oh well when i was out again i was out in east texas uh people were stealing tractors i mean large like 70 horse and 110 horse tractors from Kubota huh. from the dealership. Oh, no kidding. Uh, there were, and my, it was two brothers and they were, they were actually stealing these things and shipping them into Mexico. <laughs> oh, man. And, and you guys caught them though. Well, actually Paris PD rolled up on them one night when they were stealing, stealing <laughs> another tractor. <laughs> And they had like four rings of keys. They had keys to fit anything. No kidding. And that's they how they still zero turn mowers and tractors and anything that they could get out of there with, they were stealing. And when they roll in there with like a, uh, like a big a flatbed or something. And yes, and sir. They up. roll in there with a dually pickup, pulling a 24 foot dovetail trailer. They'd fire up the tractor, drive it on the trailer, and they're gone. <laughs> Man, what what's the uh, what's the say? Uh, oh, I'd say the the least amount of cattle anybody tried to steal and got caught with. Uh, well, one you steal one head of livestock, be it a horse, a cow, or a donkey. Yeah. In Texas, that's an automatic third-degree felony that's punishable by two to ten years in prison. No kidding. So, yeah. uh, you know, one, one, you know, I had two brothers here in Johnson County that stole four calves and drove them, you know, 55 miles to another sale barn and sold them. <laughs> and that cost them four years in jail. And he stole... Four calves. Four, four calves. Man. And that, we were fortunate in that instance that we found who bought them, went back, picked them up, paired them up with the mama cows, and we did DNA on all of them. Oh, you did? Yes, sir. Man. So do do some of these guys understand the, you know, the gravity of the sentences for this or is it, or is it just like, you know, a lot of other criminals that, you know, they just don't think they're going to get caught? Well, one, I had one ask me if he was going to get hung. <laughs> so he thought it was maybe even worse. That was back in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. He thought, he thought it was still a hanging offense. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, no, but you are looking at about ten years in jail. So, <laughs> man, and 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 what what uh, I mean, you know what what does what does somebody say? You know, or what is their some of their responses when when they, you know, I mean, we've seen all kinds of other criminals, you know, on TV and stuff. They get apprehended for doing, you know, whatever current current day crimes. But somebody gets busted for you know stealing, uh, wrestling four calves and gets four years. What's the look on their face like, or what do they say um, in terms of? They try to backpedal and I didn't know or no, no. Uh, they, they're pretty much resi- when you, when you lay everything out in front of them, say, this is, you know, what, this is what I've got. This is what I know. And they just kind of get, get a look. Okay. You got me. Yeah. You no. Know, uh, 
Now that you run across those that'll go, I'm not talking to you. Okay. You don't have to just listen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, but there's, there's, you know, I've had them try to blame it on other people, you know, like, you know, my brother needed help and I thought he, these were his, uh, (laughs) I had one guy actually convince some college students, uh, on the rodeo team out of one of the junior colleges out here that these were his, he needed, he stood in front of the dormitory where all the rodeo team was housed Mm -hmm. and found four kids that could rope and they went out there and rope the cattle and got them loaded and they got paid, you know, day labor cowboy wages for catching the cows. Right. They were stealing them. They just didn't have any idea. No kidding. So they didn't get in trouble. No, no, no. They, the guy had, well, it was a family member stealing from another family member and he had keys to the gates and everything else, but But they weren't his, they weren't his his cows. They weren't his to sell. So the crime's still the crime. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but the the young men that were doing the roping and loading and hauling the cattle for him, they didn't. They were they were witnesses to the crime. Right. They they did not have any idea what they were doing. You know, he hired them. He paid them. They they were just doing day labor cowboy work for extra money. They were college students. Yeah. Well, that's that's crazy, crazy, crazy. So Wayne, you've been at this thirty two years. What what? How, how how much longer do you think you're going to keep it up? Oh, I'll four or five more. Yeah. Now I kind of had a personal goal to do forty. <laughs> oh, and there you go. That's that's nice. That's that's nice. Now now you look like I've just seen a picture of you. You know, but in the picture you look like you're in pretty good shape. Do you got do you guys do you train at all or do you do anything to stay uh, in shape or? No. Uh, my my doctor asked me the same thing. He said, "Do you run?" And I told him, "I said, if you see me running, please shoot whatever's chasing me." <laughs> uh, I I'm about five foot eight, and I weigh about 152 pounds, and I'm 62 years old. I don't think I'm gonna get any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Well, you you're, you're I'm I'm uh, what am I? I'm five foot seven, and I weigh about 160. And uh, I'm 60 years old and I know I'm not getting any bigger either though, but, but, uh, you don't, you don't look your age. That's for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and now have you, have, have you ever seen that movie with uh, Nick Nolte extreme prejudice? He yeah. Was, yeah, you have. Okay. So, and it's, it's so funny because when I looked at your picture and even your holster and stuff, and, and he actually carried a 1911 in, in that movie too. I remember. And, uh, uh, anyway, I just looked at the picture and I just thought, man, this, this dude looks, looks so cool. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just so interesting, you know, you doing what you do in this day and age. And I know it's, it's, it's different, you know, when you're out in those, those areas and, you know, you're in big ranch areas and stuff, cause they are definitely out there, but you know, most people, uh, don't live in, in that environment and they're not aware of it. And so I'm, I'm just really, if there's, go, if there's go a lot of, a lot of people haven't heard of us, you know, uh, I've actually taken guys in handcuffs to, into jail and they won't let me in because they don't, I've given them my DPS ID and everything else. And they're like, I've never heard of you. <laughs> and I've had to have to have a Lieutenant come out and say, let the man, he's standing there with a guy in handcuffs for his health. <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> but I, I have run into that. You know, we, we're kind of, we keep things kind of low key. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Uh, like I said, we are an assist agency. We get called in. Uh, and uh, even though we are membership-based, we help anybody that needs it. Right. You know, uh, our members, we've got about 18,000 members, uh, member families of mm-hmm. our association. And they they look at it, if you'll steal from a non-member, you'll steal from a member. Right. So they're, you know, we don't, we don't refuse to help anybody. Right. Now is, is your organization is, it's a, is it a for-profit organization basically, or is it? It's, it's, uh, it's a nonprofit organization. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. So now can people donate if people want to donate to it for, you know, if for you guys have a, like a, you know, surplus fund or something to, if for equipment or gear or anything like that, or how does that work? You, you can, they can call into headquarters mm-hmm. and, and speak to Scott Williamson. Okay. He is our director of law enforcement. And he'd be able to, to tell you more about that than I can. Okay. Perfect. Well, hey, Wayne, it's been, I mean, just very interesting. I've just thoroughly enjoyed, you know, talking with you. And uh, I, I would definitely love to, uh, to come to Texas and do a ride along with you sometime. And if, and, and that could definitely happen if you, if you're going to go another, uh, whatever, four or five years, six years, whatever it is. Um, I, I would love to do that. Uh, okay. Well, just like I say, call Jeremy down there in Austin and set it up and come on down. Yeah, a- absolutely. Hey, so again, though, Wayne, I really appreciate you you coming on and, and sharing with us and, and taking time to do it and, uh, look forward to, to meeting you in person. All right, sir. You, it was good talking to you as well. You bet. Take care. You too. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, Scroll down to rate and review and give us a five spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies. Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the roping pen And it takes a little skill 
and a little love If you can talk smack, if you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the roping pen Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen